Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to Dustrious, a high-magic, high-fantasy homeroom setting based loosely off the Pathfinder 1E system. This and Elder Stream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Brian Wraith, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and in memory of Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our episode to hear about some projects that some of these people are working on. But for now, let's get started with our story. We'll swap out to the white mask and put the black one on his hip and cast Greater Teleport and go to the cove. Poof. Yeah, I think um, somewhere he might have seen that was like not really out there not really obvious like a little nook or corner or alleyway um well of course you came in on the ship and y'all uh were at the tavern for a little bit but when you left out you left out by a road so you know pretty much where the edge of town is okay actually like if i can appear just off the road like in the woods just to the side of the road entering town that'd be fine you can try isn't there a role for teleport not for greater teleport okay then fine. Yeah, you can do that. As long as it's not uh, like just a solely described location to me, I can just bloop. And it's lovely because it's a summoner spell. And it's a lower level because of that. So, yeah. Uh, and as you come into town, you can easily see that uh, there there is a ship in port. And it's pretty easy to tell this is Karina's ship. So he's gonna he's gonna just sit down against a tree for a minute and let himself heal up, and like kind of just peek around and see if there's anything in particular going on other than the ship being in port. Uh, not really. This time of night, there's there's of course uh, music and carried ons, the noise of which you're drifting out of the Feral Hog, the bar owned by Dick Horney, but most folks are at home, you know. There's there's a couple of watchmen on the ship. And then of course there is Karina's house, which has was pointed out to y'all. Y'all didn't actually go to her house. But it was pointed out to you. And it's you couldn't miss it if you tried. Right. Because unlike everything else in town, which are kind of everything from little wooden shanties to kind of log cabin style dwellings that people have put more effort into. Her place is really nice. Right. And pretty big. So, before going into town, he's going to cast Disguise Self, and he's going to, like, be wearing... Like, he's going to make himself a little bit taller, but, like, hunched over, and wearing this big backpack on his back it just covered in masks and it looked like the happy mask salesman okay. uh, and one of these more or less illusory masks is going to be his old red mask but he's gonna like have that like almost in his coat okay and he's gonna go up to uh, Karina's house alright well as you approach her house, there are two guards that stand outside her door. Okay. So, uh... Hello! Hello! Is the missus in? Uh, who are you? You ain't from here. No, I'm not. How very astute. I'm a salesman here to make uh, perhaps a trade deal with your captain. How, how did you get here? I walked. You walked? I point up at the road. I walked. You're from Hill Point. Uh, passing through. 
Okay. You know nobody does that on this island, right? There's only two towns on the entire island. Yes. And well, this I one do. is run by pirates. Well, you say pirate. I hear a high-risk trader. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll go see if she's taking visitors. Is there a name I can give her? Uh, you can call me the masked man. But tell her tell her I'm about ten years younger than her, despite my looks. She ought to know. If you say so. And so one of the guards will turn around and walk inside, and the other one is still kind of standing there. And after a few minutes, the door will open and Karina will be standing there. Ah, Captain. So, uh, a whole ten years younger than me, are you? I know I don't look it, and I'll open my coat. But Mm. I am. Yeah, calling me an old woman. Get your ass in here. (laughs) And I'll animatedly hobble in. Once I'm inside, I'll just straighten right up and kind of, once the door's closed, I'll just shake off the disguise. So, uh, what is that about? There's someone who might be here that I don't want to know. And that's why I'm here. I take it you know who comes in and out. Anyone notable? Well, there was one stranger in town. I take it you're not talking about me? Not talking about you. If you're not a stranger. You drank my fucking liquor <laughs> that's true yeah I'm looking for an effort man he was here you know where he went uh, he wanted passage back to uh, Valinor told him I wasn't going that way so he uh, bought a little I guess you'd call it a sailboat, not like the yachts we used to have. Something to get in on his own way, though. About how long ago was this? A couple of days back. You wouldn't expect, with the winds at your uh, at your guess, that he would have arrived in Valinor yet. In a boat that small, the winds being what they are, the tides the way they are. Unless he had the magic to make it happen. No, I don't think he'd be there yet. If he's so, you know, sailed off for Valinor proper now, if when he couldn't find passage, he decided just to get across the shortest waterway. Then yeah, it's, it's possible he made landfall and is on foot. Who is this guy? He's the guy who killed me. Oh, I gotta say, Rick, you look pretty good for a dead man. You can say that. Mobile than uh, I would expect. Yeah, well, I didn't stay dead. But obviously, obviously, one can hold a grudge. I'd be pretty pissed at somebody who killed you. Killed me. Killed my friends. Well. Now that I know he's uh, wanted, shall we say, if we come across him, we'll take him alive and uh, tell me where to send word that the bounty's been captured. Bill point. All right. If I, if he's used to ships and such, he'll probably try to sign on with the crew somewhere. So. Odds are, sooner or later, we'll come across him at one dock or another. He's a slaver. Used to be a twin. Worked for the Wolf Brothers. I don't know of any other slave operations in business right now, but somebody will rise up to take their place. But uh, in the meantime, he might sign on as a hand with anybody, so 
I don't want to kill him right away, frankly. I could probably do that now. Sweetheart. I want him to feel hunted. Whatever you do with him when I hand him over is none of my concern. <laughs> I would just be collecting a bounty. Of course. Speaking of which, and... Uh... Inventory. I wasn't necessarily off the long end when, uh, or off the short end when I was saying your guard's something about business. Uh, I, I show her some of my weapons, uh, that they're like really good quality and whatnot. These are nice. I can make more. I can make more advanced if you want. I can keep them simple. Show her my compound short bow. Make these this size bigger. And I can make, like, not real good as a weapon necessarily, but fancy. What would you be wanting in exchange? Well, I don't entirely know yet, but know that things like this, whether you want function or gold value, I can offer as bounty rewards. All right. And just to keep things, I guess, lucrative between us. I'm trying not to oversaturate the market. Of course. That wouldn't benefit anybody. Not in the long run. But uh, I do have a question. What kind of price to make enough swords to uh, outfit my crew with some better weapons? How many people you got? Uh, about 20 of the armed ones. 20 of the armed ones. What do you want to give them? They're pirates, Rick. Forgive me for attempting to ignore stereotypes, cutlass as it is. <laughs> there are reasons those stereotypes exist. Fair enough. And I've got a couple of materials. One I can figure out and replicate. I've already taken a look at it, but this one, and I'll pull, I'll pull out, pull off the scythe from my back. This one I want to know if you know anything about. Let me make a check for that. Yeah. She'll nod her head. She'll say, "I've I've seen a couple of pieces made of this stuff. Uh, can't say I know much about it though." Do you know what it's called? Uh, spire still. I notice it has weird supernatural qualities it can potentially cut through souls well that's some nasty business there yeah it is now that I know what it's called I can look into it more thanks you never named a price for the crew or for for the crew let's see I'm interested in bartering what do you have to offer sweetheart I'm the pirate queen I can get you whatever you want how about information? I can broker information. What do you need to know? Give me your hand. I got something to share with you. And I'll obviously cast a spell. Okay. So yeah, she'll she'll give you her hand. Okay, so I'll share with her the memories of that I got shared uh, with the nobleman in red, the uh, the people on the docks, uh, the soldiers. Uh, the place that I saw where the slaves were being kept, but like kind of nicely, uh, as well as like anything, anything regarding all of that. Okay. Uh, so these visions go flashing through her head. And let me pull up this document because I didn't know you were going to do this. Okay. Um, so uh, those, those soldiers... They're from up near Dunwich. They they work for they work for somebody known uh, as Vex. Problem is nobody knows who Vex is. Do I recall Vex from anything else? Or no, no. Okay. Um, the uh, 
the man in red, the, the nobleman down in uh, Valinor. Valinor, yes. yeah. That's Lord Terrawin. Lord Terrawin? Yes. Okay, so what's he got to do with the slave trade? Have no idea. Fair enough. As far as I, tried- I knew, he was a legitimate businessman who was too far above me to consider any sort of trade deal. Well, he wasn't too far above the, the Wolf Brothers. You got any dirt on him or details? Even where he lives in Valinor? I tried peeking in with magic, but he's warded against it. Most nobles are. Uh... No, I don't know specifically where he lives, but uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be setting sail in a, probably day after tomorrow, and uh, I can get information on him if that's what you want. Works for me. I'll send a runner up your way when we're back, and I know something. Let me look into something right quick. I'll do you one better. I'll pull out the coin of sending that. Uh, that Russell gave me and I'll hand it to her just think about me give me a message and I'll go ahead and I'll uh, turn around and I'll cast a great armament and I will make a very unique if not very uh, useful dagger uh, with a bunch of weird like hooks and interesting intricacies in it uh uh, I'll turn around and I'll hand that to her. Just keep this nearby. What's this about? If I can find that, I can get to you. All right. So, uh, how's he'll point treating? Well, I died once. Uh, but you said that was the Ifrit's fault, so. Yeah. Can't blame that on the city, can you? No, 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 no. It's complicated. I wouldn't say it's bad. Did you meet Luna? Yeah. Travis? Travis and Bari and Dra- uh, Zav and Dravik and most everybody. I just always try to inquire after Lena and Travis. They uh, were my traveling buddies. They're doing well. They both survived. Well, that's good. So, um, I don't have any more rich people, Brandy. Don't need it. Thanks, though. You send me a message. If you find him, or you find out anything about this Lord Terrawin, I can get there quick. All right. Well, when we get to Valinor, I will put my best people on it. See what we can find out. All right. If you ever need, for whatever reason, to get me a clandestine message, send somebody to Hilltop looking for the masked man. All right. I can do that. You got anything you need to send up that way that's not going to take a cart? No, not really. Just uh, tell Lena and Travis I think about them. I'll do that. I'll cast Disguise Self again and uh, become the masked salesman. Okay, so yeah. uh, You have brokered a deal for information. You will need to make 20 pirate swords. Right. So I'm going to go out into the woods for probably like an hour uh, just to get all my shit in order in order to do that. <laughs> well, you don't have to pay her tonight. I mean, I, I might as well. Um, and I'm just going to go with taking a 10, which will be masterwork quality instead of masterpiece right. quality. 
I think, let, let me make sure I didn't upgrade too far into that. Because uh, I might actually have enough bonus. Now, craft weaponsmithing. Okay, yeah, I can either make them all masterpiece or I can make them all adamantine masterwork, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them all adamantine masterwork. I'm going to basically make them all the same. Uh, yeah, that's fine. And then like an hour later, I come out in the same disguise, except instead of masks dangling from my pack, there's like 30, fuck, 20, 30 fucking cutlasses. <laughs> the uh, soldier just shakes his head and it's like, oh, holy hell. <sighs> you again, old I man. return. I can see that. Yes, I, I bring, I bring uh, many swords. Uh-huh. Did uh, she ask for these swords? Yes. In fact, it was part of our business deal. Go ahead and ask her. Well, sir. I can certainly do that. Or... And I stabbed the living shit out of the one No, I'm kidding. You uh, can uh, put the swords in lockup so we don't have to wake the pirate queen a second time. Better enough. I'll just stick all the swords in the ground around him and be like, Hello. <laughs> and I'll head back off towards the road. You're such a people person. I am. So, yeah. Because you teleported here, you arrived pretty much instantly. Um, you did spend about an hour crafting. Right. Um, and of course had your conversation with her and everything. So I'll say all in all, you've been gone about two hours, including the walking time to get to her place and stuff from the edge of town. Okay. Once I'm back in the edge of the woods, uh, and I'm make sure I'm all healed up, greater teleport right back into the basement. Right. Uh, when you appear at your workshop this time, Avari's just kind of sitting there in your chair. Like, she's not sitting in it proper. Like, she's like kind of strung across it sideways. And she's just like, two hours. Impressive. And I had to make 20 adamantine cutlasses. In two hours. Oh, no, I did that in one hour. Oh, show off. I traded for some information. Did you find out what you need to know? Not entirely, but that's part of what the cutlasses were for. But I thought you went to track down this Ifrit. Yeah, I picked up some more info while I was there. He passed through, got a small boat and went on his way. They're going to be hunting for him. He's got a bounty on him and she knows I can pay well. Good deal. Got some more information about the stuff Lila showed me. The soldiers she saw were from Dunwich. They work for somebody named Vex. Nobody knows who Vex is apparently, but that's something. And the red-dressed noble, his name is Lord Terrawin, and they're going to be heading to Valinor before too long, and she's going to get me more information on it. All right. So, you've uh, spoken with mermaids and tracked down information. Yep. Being rather productive. What else am I going to do? Uh, the point is, do you feel better than this evening started out? Yeah, I guess so. That is good. So, shall I show you how to whip up a poison, or are you going to be, like, real creepy and just, like, stand in the bedroom and watch me sleep? 
that's up to you. <laughs> you are so much fun. Come on. Do we want to kill somebody or just put them to sleep? Let's go for sleep for now. And she will take you in and start teaching you how to mix up a poison that basically it's a it's a knockout drug uh, that uh, can be placed on any blade or piercing weapon. And she will actually be making a dose of it and letting you copy beside her, you know, All right. follow along. So you will end up with two do- two doses of this poison. Alchemy is just a intelligence check for me. So that is a fourteen, I wanna say. Where's my intelligence? Yes, that is a fourteen. Okay, let me check that is high. That is not what I was trying to Google Google. Drow penis. No, no, that that wouldn't be found with Amari. <laughs> you looking on the wrong drow? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> I was just making it because I was thinking drow poison, drow penis. Okay. How'd you find it? Here we go. I, I had the page. It was just one of those things where it halfway loaded. Oh, yeah. And it was like, didn't want to load the rest of it. Uh... But yes, that is that is a high enough DC to successfully make it. Huzzah. Okay. So you now have two vials of the Strahl poison. Cool. I'll put that in my inventory. Yep. Drow poison right there. Two doses. Hmm. <laughs> what are you giggling about? Unconscious one minute. <laughs> Unconscious 2d4 hours. <laughs> so see, you uh, you catch on pretty quick. Yeah, I think I barely scraped by on that. This is pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I have to... It gets more complicated, but you have to start somewhere. Fair enough. And these... Uh, w- what color did we make them? Uh, you did use the divine leaves to uh, of the plants to make these. Okay. Does what does that have a separately mechanical effect or is it, it something adds I don't know? Plus two to the DC. Save DC. DC fifteen. I will notate that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> nice. See useful roommate. Yeah, trophy roommate. <laughs> uh, who's the trophy here? Yes, I think I think this is something we we need to 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 really decide on which of us is truly the trophy. Can we make opposed charisma checks? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just fucking with you. Huh. I don't know. It's a good question. We've got time to figure it out. But I, guess so. I think you have like 3,000 books to read or something. Probably something close to that number right now. Something like that. Yeah. I think it's more like eight, but yeah. Well, that's just because you haven't gotten through those eight yet, Rick. I know you, you will read and it will cause you to have more questions and you will need more books. Well, I learned a little something about that side there. Metal is made out of what's called spire steel. Probably start looking into that next. If I don't start making any headway where I'm looking. All right. Well, uh, I talked to Zav. Just, it's so much easier to talk to him than have to walk over to the house. And you, you have permission to stay the night in your own house if you wish, dear. Oh boy. Boy, howdy. So long as you promise not to bite me. 
just to swear you promise not to bite me, Rick. He walks out of the room. <laughs> I'm going to send you back to Gav. I just lean out of the room and like just once like like raise my eyebrows and just like like pump my eyebrows and just once and I lean back into the room. You're a horrible person. Am I? I thought you were saying that I wasn't a horrible person earlier. I changed my mind. Why so? You won't promise not to have me for dinner. Does it matter if I promise if it doesn't happen anyway? A little bit. I lean back out. Why? I don't know. Call it uh, reassurance. Now I'm going to sit here wondering if I'm here because you're allowing me to stay because you think I'll make a good meal. <laughs> I won't bite you. Thank Unless you. you want me to. Not until you learn to control it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to accidentally become dinner either. I don't think Rick really responds to that. He kind of like He's in the other room, but he kind of like uh, to that, like, like, he, yeah, he, he kind of fucked up last time and wasn't able to control himself. And it's not like putting him in a dour mood or anything, but it's just like a uh. fair point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. But he's going to he's going to go about he'll pull one of his journals and uh, go about reading and writing. Okay, she's going to clean up the lab and then she's going upstairs to the new bastard bedroom that she managed to talk you out of. Like I said, he doesn't need it. So, yeah, but that's that's kind of the reason she figured she could get away with it. <laughs> At about three in the morning, he's going to put down his book and he's going to go up to the master bedroom. Okay. She's asleep. He's going to stand there for like probably just like two minutes before he gets bored with trying to be creepy just to prove a point. <laughs> and then like if she doesn't wake up, he's just going to leave. Well, does he make any noise, anything that might disturb her sleep? I mean, probably. we're talking about a guy that can walk around fairly quietly here, dear. Right. Uh... I'll put it this way. He's not going to like actively try and avoid making noise. So let's say he rolled a one on his stealth check, which is going to be where'd it go? Uh, 25. Okay. So yeah, um, she will wake up and she will look over. As she will shake her head and pick up a pillow and throw it at you. I just turn into mist and let it float through me and turn back. And I'll pick it, the pillow back up, toss it on the bed and leave the room. Nice one. I thought so. <laughs> Are you going home or staying here? I've still got more reading to do. But like he, he'll like lean against the door frame. Why? Well, because I'm guessing locks do nothing to keep you out. Not generally. All right. You Not unless what? they are completely internally sealed and yeah, you know, metal locked. It seems to be the night for stupid decisions, right? He shrugs. Do not fucking bite me, Rick. Got it? Okay. Come on. <laughs> he will approach. He just walks up to the van? Yeah. Sweetheart. This works has, better his, if you... He has a smug look on his face. This works better if you take your clothes off and get in the bed. 
Just make sure you weren't mincing words again, and he'll... Like, can I have him, but not his equipment, turn into mist? I don't think it works that way. Damn. Okay, that's fine. He'll undress. He'll <laughs> be just like, instant undress. Poof, poof. Uh, but nah, he'll, he'll strip. But yeah. She, she's not wearing anything but her piercings, so, you know. No effort on her part. And, and so that happens. Yeah. Way, way easier than I expected it to. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when she's through playing with you, she'll kind of, like, playfully, but also startling, kind of, like, kick me out. Tell you, like, get out of bed. <laughs> Go read your books. Let me sleep. Yeah. He'll shrug, grab his clothes, and go back downstairs. <laughs> so are you just going to study all night? Yeah. Uh, he ain't he ain't got much else to do that isn't time right. to end. So are you so. still studying the binding? Are you studying the soul stuff? What are you studying? Uh I think he's kind of dual studying. He's He's gotten some of what he wants. He's looking at the cross study between daemons and souls. And uh, so there might be a little bit of binding in there, but he is mostly looking at the soul part. Uh, Okay. And because daemons are the ones that deal with them and know how to crystallize them, that's what he's looking into most. Well, you're going to find a lot, a lot, a lot of theories on the soul and precisely what it is and what that means and... Um, but is there books on practical applications of the soul? <laughs> no, um, but most of it is written from the religious standpoints, and it's about the soul going on and the judgment and the variety of afterlives that it can await. And there's sections though that talk about the souls that that get lost. Uh, on their paths and the the demons that will try to to take souls and, and feed off of them and things like that. And you can find pretty detailed information on, on different types of demons. But there's not gonna be anything in these books that say this is how a demon does this, you know. Right. Because none of these books were written by demons. That's fair. But it did mention lost souls. Yes, it did. Um, and it basically describes these as souls that either on their way to a life or on their way to an afterlife that gets lost. Like the demons will hunt for them and try to feed on them and there are these beings called psychopomps that often escort the dead that try to prevent that uh, but for some reason some souls just don't seem to follow the paths and stay on track and get where they're going to go I think for his first attempt at binding He's going to do something that is either monumentally stupid or relatively safe. And he is going to attempt to form, to spellcraft, a spell that will conjure and effectively bind, sort of like planar binding, not like a long-term thing, uh, a lost soul, if that's possible. Okay, he's going to need to do some research then into the binding rituals to see if he can find anything that talks about the specific needs for making these circles. Okay. Because this is not something that's real commonly done, so it's not going to be as easy to come across as say, I want to summon a demon or a devil or an azada or whatever. All right. You could find some reference as to the more alchemical side of these circles. Okay. Uh, he'll look into that, and I think he might pop back over to the library to see if there's any any information on binding undead, because he find, he figures that 
that might actually have a little more insight into the matter. Okay, so uh, make me a perception when you pop into the library back at Gab's house. God, I would roll a fucking one. 18. Yeah, you would roll a fucking one. Uh, so you're caught a little bit off guard when you hear his voice. Uh, need more books? Is this Gav? Yep. <laughs> I jump a little. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Wasn't trying to ambush you. Uh, I'm the one teleporting around. It's me doing the ambushing, I guess. I figured uh, you might be back. You're a very inquisitive sort. Uh, you happen to have anything on circles that bind incorporeal undead, like ghosts? Uh, he'll get up and walk over and kind of peruse the shelves a little and pull a book out. And he'll go to hand it to you. But when you reach for it, he doesn't completely let go of it. And go rig. Yeah. So Ivari asked Dissolve to ask me if you could stay the night at home. Yeah. Is this because you're upset with me? No, uh, I, I mean, yeah, if you have honest, other reasons, I, that's fine. I, I'm not trying to pry. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I was, but that that's not why. No, the reason why is I, I need to keep looking, keep studying. Uh, no, that's, that, that's fine. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to pry. I just, I don't want us to be on bad terms. No. You're, you're good, Gav. But I I know. Ah, fuck. I'll just say it. Don't call me son, please. I don't okay. care what else you call me, but not that. You can't be my father. You don't want to be my father. Well, that would be a matter for debate, but I'm not going to debate it with you. If it makes you uncomfortable, I won't do it. And please, even if it's meant well, don't smack me. All right. I can do that. Uh, he, like, shifts around uncomfortably. Uh, it's okay, Rick. No, you should, you should know. I'm just... I'm not great at talking, you know, um, I've proven that many times. Uh, here, and he'll, he'll cast a spell and he'll hold his hand out. Wait, shit, that won't work. Will it? Rick, it's okay. You don't have to talk. You don't have to say anything. You don't want to say. I'm not here to push you or make you uncomfortable or not trying to be nosy. I'm, I'm just trying to help. I, I know, but if anyone needs to know this, it's probably you. And I think this will actually work. And he'll hold his hand out and it's kind of glowing lightly. He'll, uh, he'll let go of the book so that it's left in your free hand and reach over and take your hand. And Rick's going to share with him the memories of his childhood, of his father, of the abuse and the drunken yelling matches and his mother being no help, just a passive, def not, not a defender to him at all, just a, a passive, fearful nothing in his life, basically. And his father always hitting him and from beyond that, just some of the other things that have happened to him when he got shot, when he got stabbed, when he got jumped. Basically, these terrible times from his life that he all blames on his father. And I'm guessing that his parents were not the type that 
were much help that tended to him at all? Not really. He, well, I feel like his mom, when he was actually hurt, was very concerned and whatnot. But she was just completely cowed to by the dad who, while while he was truly like heavily hurt by like being shot, of course they were worried. They weren't total monsters, but um, certainly it was like almost like a redeeming moment for them. But then they fucked it up somehow, you know, right. uh, they just made it worse. And like that gradual, like that distance that relatively early in Rick's life that after the happy times before his father um, basically turned into a rat and got them fucked. Uh, Like those were the happier days that he can barely remember. And so life has just kind of been shit since then until he came here. I think when the memories ended, Gav will let go of your hand and he'll kind of nod his head for a minute. And, uh, Rick. Hmm? You, you're not comfortable with the whole father thing. That's fine. But, uh, if you don't believe anything else I say to you, believe this. That man, he was not a father. I know. And, like, Rick is gonna turn away, and I think, I, I don't know if vam- how vampires cry in in your world, but he's he's kind of crying, and he's just gonna teleport back to the basement. All right. So, will he do anything else special for the course of this mm-hmm. night? Uh, other than clean up after a minute, no, he'll he'll just keep studying keep his mind off things okay like if he gets to a point where he can work on that spell he'll do that but I don't imagine a few hours of reading will do that yeah so once he figures it out he's gonna have to to gather a few things anyhow to capture a soul going to require some ingredients for making the binding. Right. Some of which he may not know about, but he can look up in a bar. He's 12 volumes of... (laughs) 12 volumes of alchemical reagents. Yep. Okay. That will take him to the morning. I think... He feels like shit, but at the same time, he feels better. Well, that is good. That uh, he is making some progress. Progress is good. Progress is good. One one step closer to being a monster. One step closer to potentially being a, a hero or anti-hero and one step closer to being less of a monster but a different (laughs) kind well his problem he would probably have an easier time with things if he didn't have such opposing influences (laughs) cause you got Gav over here going Look, you can be good. And you get Alvari going over here going, good's okay to a point. But then if people fuck you over. <laughs> yeah. Which is very much where he already sits. <laughs> good goes out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, I still, I don't think he feels guilty about his undead. Right. He actively wants to add one to their number. So, yeah. 
he he's definitely got some uh, opposing viewpoints working right. for him there. And like I feel like he could just find Jakan himself, but he I, I think he wants him to feel like he can't sleep like because when rick was dead that infinite just limbo was awful he hated it and there was no sleeping there and rick figures if word gets out there there's a bounty for this man he'll constantly be looking over his shoulder yep and if the time comes and nobody's able to bring him in, he'll go hunting for him himself. But there's other things to take care of. Well, you got a little bit of the information yep. on the slavers. A little more, hopefully, on the way. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had to... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive. That's our Discord. Link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter at Eldritch Dream, at Eternap, and at Dustress Podcast. And this is Last Call, so... Finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.